It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Oh, yeah. Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! What a game. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. My name is Quentin Mayo at TOQM underscore on Twitter. And um, today, you guys are stuck with me. Becca, she's not with me today, but don't worry. She's fine. She's always good. Um, I'm going to dive right into it. Houston Rockets, Washington Wizards. Wizards got the W135 to 131 in a a nail-biter. Overtime thriller. James Harden dropped 54 points. The Wizards still came out victorious. I think Eric Gordon had 36. But John Wall, oh, he's a bad man. 36 points, 11 assists. And there's another bad man in that locker room. Bradley Bill, 32 points, 12 for 18 from the field. Four from eight from three-point range. Four for five from the line, even though he missed that technical free throw. You know what I'm saying? We we gotta we gotta look at the body of work. Bradley Bill. 32, John Wall, 36 and 11, but they had help. Marquise Morris, since he's been coming off the bench, he's starting to look better each and every game. He's still the heart and soul, or one of the hearts and one of the souls of this team. He had 22 points, 8 for 12 on the night. He also had 10 rebounds. That's a double-double. It's a double-double. Otto Porter, 14 points, 5 for 11. Kelly Oubre only had 4 points on 2 for 7. Anybody else? Any other outliers to me? Um, I think that's about it. I mean, it's a lot to talk about, but it's really not a lot to talk about. The Wizards, they're, they're showing effort. They're showing heart. They're showing effort. They're showing commitment in areas of, of basketball that they haven't previously shown those things. 
um one thing that coach brooks has been harping on all season long is effort attitude de determination and defense and there wasn't a whole bunch of defense being played in this game well, it was a lot of attempted defense uh being played but other than that it's not really much a lot not a lot of defense being played in this game um james harden i mean is that guy good or what i mean really let's let's talk about it james harden he went for 54 points and shot 53% from the field. Eric Gordon came out the gate scorching. Both of them came out the gate scorching. Eric Gordon finished with 36 points. Um, what else? James Harden also had 13 assists. He had a triple-double. 54 points, 13 assists, and 11 turnovers. Hmm. Hmm. So let's uh, let's break things down. Let's talk about it, and then we're getting ready for this matchup against the Pelicans uh, tomorrow. So the second time we see the Pelicans in, what, the last three nights? Three games? will be in New Orleans. For that one and anthony davis looks like he'll be a full goal for that one so let's talk about it the rockets had a large lead of 17 the game was tied 13 times the lead changed 10 times the wizards shot um 37 from 37.9 percent from three-pointer the rockets right there right behind them 37.5 percent from three-point range um wizards shot 56 percent from the field rockets 47 percent from the field i think what our initial takeaways are after you get past effort um by this team and fight you look at the rotations. The rotations were a, a very, very big deal in this game. Now, the Wizards don't have the best bench, and it hasn't been the best bench. Um, not the bench that many fans thought this would be coming into the season. But the ability to put, you know, Jeff Green out there and have him get 13. You know, the ability to have Tomas Sadoransky out there and get 19 minutes. Austin Rivers had 16 minutes. Yeah, they didn't have a whole bunch of points. But the ability to give those guys a little bit, just a little bit of rest, is something that I um, I absolutely 100% believe the Houston Rockets had the ability to do that. It, it seemed like the Houston Rockets were extremely, extremely short-handed. I mean, they, they only had, they had James Harden and Eric Gordon played 47 and 43 minutes respectively. But after that, you got what? Um, I mean, P.J. Tucker obviously is going to play a lot. But after that starting five, you got Daniel House who just got there 28 minutes. Then Gary Clark played 19. Those two combined for six points. I mean, seven points. After that, Marquise Chris, Michael Carter-Williams, Isaiah Hartstein, Gerald Green was out. Chris Paul was injured as well. Um, those guys got little to no minutes. So it was a lot on the plate of those Western Conference Finals um, participants. Um, and that's kind of like the glaring issue because you saw when it got to overtime, um, James Harden really couldn't get any. He, I think he had, what, four points in overtime? He couldn't really score as much. Not to say he was burnt out, but, I mean, he might have been 47 minutes on any t any night. In any situation, is a lot of minutes, so he might have been a bit tired. Bradley Bill, speaking of tired, he had 49 minutes last night. One thing Scott Brooks also talked about was that these guys, they're, they're playing a lot of minutes, but we got to get those minutes down. I mean, he said something along the lines of, um, letting these guys sit down during breaks instead of just standing up and huddling around him and just little things like that. But yeah, when you're when your two stars are playing 49 minutes, 40 minutes, Markeith has 40 minutes. You need that production desperately from your bench. And Austin Rivers has been a guy, um, especially lately. I think it all started in that Miami game. The Miami game last week. He's slowly kind of like getting his feel for the flow of this team and the ISO flow of this team. He should be used to that. He's slowly starting to come into his own just a little bit. Um, one thing we see from Austin is he's not the best jump shooter. I thought his jump shooting would be a little better. I mean, I played him on 2K and his jump shooting is not that good either. But I thought his jump shooting was a was going to be a little better um, this season. It's not. But he has so much success 
um, when he drives to the rim. When he goes hard in the paint, tries to finish, he has a great finishing ability, especially with that speed and change of pace coming off the bench. It's something that definitely keeps defenses and, and uh, the opposing team on their toes. Um, he has a great handle. He's really he's really twitchy. He he's kind of like the he's kind of like a. Um, one of those, I guess you could call it. He's a he's an ankle bully. He's an ankle bully. He catches some ankles. You, if you remember Austin Rivers from back in the day, I mean, his high school highlight, his his hoop mixtape was crazy. But he's always had the handle, ability to finish at the rim, and that's still on display here and now. So, if one thing I would like to see out of Austin Rivers is if he continues to drive the lane and try to get to the rim, try to finish at the rim, and also you know go to the free throw line, I your free throws down. Um, which he was two for three last night. That should be something that he should focus on more and then start expanding backwards to taking those jump shots. But you just got to see the, the ball go through the hoop. And that's what he's seen lately. He's seen his layups going. He's seen that attacking is working. And that's giving him some more confidence to, to go at the rim. So still has to, some work to do on that jump shot. But um, yeah, he, he's getting there. Um, also, side note, I saw Troy Brown Jr. on the bench last night. I was so happy. That's our guy. That's our rook, man. I, I I love seeing Troy Brown. I'm 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 not the only one in the whatever this D, the DC Family Coalition that believes he should get some minutes. Um, he's kind of been in between the Go Go and the Wizards, um, week in, day in, and day out. Um, I would like to see him get some more minutes. Um, specifically in this game, you can understand why he did not. He could have got some minutes the way the game was going early on. I mean, it looked like another blowout um, from the jump. Another 40-point first quarter. I think it's the fifth time the Wizards have given up 40 points in the first quarter um, this season. This season. <laughs> it's only 20 games into the season. It's the fifth time that's happened. So, obviously the most in the, in the NBA. Um, but he probably wouldn't get no PT uh, against Houston. But i like to see him work his way into that lineup. I don't know how Brooks feels about him. I mean, he talks highly of him. But he's... He's a good defender. He has, he has a high basketball IQ. That's why they brought him in. He's long. He's a playmaker. He can pass. He doesn't turn the ball over much, which are, it sounds like all good signs of a guy that you want to be in your, in, not in your starting lineup, but in your rotation somewhere. So I think if he continues to just hustle and practice, do what he has to do, he can definitely get some more PT that's just not in garbage time, especially when you're experimenting with Tomas Adaranski and Austin Rivers and those bench guys. I think it wouldn't be crazy to give um to give uh troy brown some time on the floor in the third quarter maybe or even in the second quarter because the bench has just been very underwhelming it's not like this bench is so tight-knit and performing at such a high level that you don't want to interrupt with that flow you got guys that are streaky they're one night they're decent the next night they're absolutely horrible um so you gotta i think you gotta get troy brown some minutes so we're going to take a quick, quick break, and uh, after this commercial, we'll be right back to discuss some more takeaways from the game and um, look at the road ahead. Anthony Davis is right around the corner, and that guy is still playing angry. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. It's Quentin Mayo here tuning in at TOQM underscore. Thank you guys for joining me um, tonight. We are Becca Liss, but that does not mean she's not in our hearts. Make sure y'all let her know that we care about her and we want to see her back on the show. She's fine. Nothing crazy is going on. Um, we'll be back on the same page against the Pelicans tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night, right? Yeah, we'll be back against the Pelicans tomorrow night. So, um, if you follow us on Twitter, which I'm pretty sure you do, and if not, you should. Me and Becca got into a little skirmish today. You know what I'm saying? We we put a little we put a little first take undisputed thing going on uh, on Twitter today. I came out and I said, for what it's worth, the Rockets had lost two straight games to the Pistons and the Cavaliers prior to last night. Take that how you may. So what I'm saying with that tweet is, you know, the Wizards, they got a W. That's no doubt about it. But they played a, a Rockets team that's been struggling. They've been struggling mightily. And Becca's not the only one that, you know, uh, came at me with this, um, came at me in the, I guess, argument, quote unquote. A lot of people had some agreements and disagreements. And side note, me and Becca can disagree and have a, a good dialogue. That's what basketball dialogue is about. That's what we're here for. We're not going to grow in every single um, situation and circumstance and that's what breeds collaborative and good discussion so i'm glad she came through with the fact she said james harder also dropped 54 points on the wizards okay it wasn't no easy game okay the pistols are 10-7 they're not exactly terrible the rockets are still a playoff team and two weeks ago the wizards probably wouldn't have kept up that's what she told me and she's right she's very right two weeks ago if the wizards started off down by 17 I, I can't tell you that the Wizards would come back and compete at this high of a level and even win this game. Like, that wouldn't even have been on our thoughts. Most of y'all turned the game off last night <laughs> after the first quarter, and I don't blame you. And most of you that stick through it, y'all thought, you know, it's just another case of the Wizards being the Wizards. So, to that point, abs- I absolutely agree. This team is showing some more effort. They're showing more heart. And um, it's great to see. Uh, increased level of hustle, determination, and passion on the floor. That's something that the Wizards' first two weeks of the season, it's just like they didn't want to be out there. This is something that Becca talked about. She said, I mean, you're in the locker room, the guys are they're moping, they're down. You watch them playing, and they're just, you know, they don't they don't care. They're out there like whatever. So to see them care, to see them try to fix their wrongs and right their wrongs and 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 get some wins, it's very, very pleasant to see. But I, you know, I love playing devil's advocate. I give them the Wizards credit when their credit is due. And I also like to say, okay, well, how can I flip onto the opposition and see, you know, maybe this wasn't such a big deal because the fact that it went into overtime, it was a great game. It went into overtime. And the fact that James Harden dropped 54, okay, that's why there's such a heightened sense of, I, I, I'm, what's the word? A heightened sense of emotion behind this game. The Wizards. They gave up 54 to Harden. They gave up 36 to Eric Gordon. It went to overtime. They won this game. It's absolutely impressive. Go crazy. Go nuts. Okay, a win is a win. I do I do give you that. But playing the devil's advocate, the Houston Rockets just lost to the Cavs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the Cavaliers. Like, the Wizards thought they were bad last week, and we all thought they were bad. They didn't lose to the Cavs. They lost to Colin Sexton. In the boys, and I love Colin Sexton. That's my guy. But also the Cavs, they're without Gerald Green. Gerald Green was on that team last year, big part of that team that that took a run at the Golden State Warriors. They were without Chris Paul. Chris Paul and John Wall was one of the with. Uh, he did an interview during shoot around before the game last night with Chris Miller of NBC uh, Sports, and he said, "Look, Chris Paul, man, this guy, he's great. He's 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 a guy that I model a lot of my game out after." 
Um, he's definitely a threat, and I, I people say force him left, but I mean he's going to find his spots and go and attack the rim and do what he does. He's a mid-range expert. He does his thing. He's scary to guard. I mean, he's not scary. He didn't say he was scary to guard because John was not afraid to guard anybody. But he said, you know, this is an elite point guard we're facing tonight, and then he doesn't play. So, I mean, they're, they're short-handed. They've struggled mightily. They got their own drama. They got their own uh, problems and their woes. This is a team that was competing to go to the, the, the NBA Finals last year. And after that, if they won the game away, they lose Trevor Reza, great defender, and through 3 and D. Y'all know Trevor Reza, former wizard. You lose Trevor Reza, Luke Mabamute. Then you replace those two guys with Carmelo Anthony. Plays no defense. Obviously, you know, that didn't work out with him. He's, he's inactive. And then on top of that, you're without Gerald Green. And you're without... Um, Chris Paul. So I'm just saying, take things in perspective. This team is going through a stretch where they're struggling. They're not very good. The win to, to, to fight through that adversity and win last night is absolutely commendable, but you can't let it get to that point. Whether it's James Harden, I mean, I know he leads the league in scoring, but even past this game against the Rockets, you can't be going down by 20 to the Pels. You can't be going down 20 to the to the Clippers. You can't be going down to by 20 to Sacramento. You just can't do it. This this going down by 20 and allowing um, 40 points in the first quarter, it just, I don't care if you want to lose a game. It cannot fly. It's not a great recipe for success. So uh, you definitely got to keep an eye on that. So you know me, devil's advocate. I love the hate. I love I love all the shots on Twitter. That's what I'm made for. That's what I'm made for. You know I enjoy that. I, I love trash talking and I love just you know being witty and having conversations with you guys. So I absolutely do not mind that whatsoever. Keep them coming at TOQM underscore on Twitter. You know where to find me. So we're going to take one more quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll discuss the road ahead. Very briefly, uh, Anthony Davis is, is welcoming us to NOLA. So we're going to go and talk about um, what we should be expecting from that game and see how they did against um, the Celtics last night. We'll be right back. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. It's Quinn Mayo here. You know the voice, you know the name. Pelicans, they lost last night 124 to 107. Now, AD did go off for 27 points um, and 16 rebounds. Three steals and three blocks in his first night back from his injury. Miritich also added 25 points. Um, and what, what does my guy Julius Randle do? Because I haven't seen – I love Julius Randle game. Okay, he went for 15 points last night. And who else? This is another guy on the team that's very, very active. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Clippers. I'm thinking of – I think it's Montrez Harrell. I'm thinking of him. So, okay, so they, they lost to the Boston Celtics last night who are also going through their own stretch of um, disappointments and circumstances. Now, I believe this game was in – was this game in Boston? 
Okay, this was in LA. So this is this is interesting. I know the Pelicans struggle playing on the road. That's that's been their storyline throughout the season. Go shout out uh, shout out to Locked On Pelicans. Go check them out. But just it's widely known that they struggle playing on the road. They're streaky. But to you know they they're in Smoothie King Center against a, a very formidable opponent, it's the Boston Celtics. They're the favorites to win the East, if not one of. One of the favorites, if not the favorites, to win the East. Uh, I said NFC East, I think. Uh, too much Redskins on my mind. But, yeah, they lost to Celtics, so they're going to be looking for redemption against the Wizards the last time these two teams played. Um, that's I'm talking about the Wizards and the uh, Pelicans. The Wizards got that W. Um, of course, no Anthony Davis. And, I, and once I look back on my stats, you know, Julius Randle, he really had his, I mean, 29 points and 15 assists from a big guy, a big guy. I mean, it's, it's something to, it's something to tip your cap to. Um, they shot 48% from the field, Wizards shot 46. So it just was one of those games where, you know, the Wizards are trying to get back on track. You take advantage of, of the Pelicans not having their guys and, uh, you do what you got to do. So that's what they did. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle um, Anthony Davis when he comes back, especially if DeMarcus, I said DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie to DC is still in full effect, especially if Dwight Howard is not available um, for this matchup. Um, that those the, the points in the paint are a huge, huge deal. I know AD can stretch the floor, but his scoring in the paint, I mean, he, you can't stop him at the rim. He loves to run those pick and rolls with Drew Holiday. Holiday. Um, get to the rim. He's strong. He's long, and he's that's why he's an MVP candidate, uh, no doubt. Now, the last time these two teams faced off, I keep saying that, but this is Austin Auto Porter's season high. He almost had 30 points uh, the last time they played each other. He had 29, 29, and um, yeah, if we can see that same Austin Rivers, why do I want to say Austin Rivers so bad? Quinson, please get it together. <laughs> if, if we can see that same Auto Porter with 29 points and then Wall. You know, he had 22 and 8 last time. If we could see 20, 20, 20 across the board, 20 plus from that big three that we're waiting for the third piece to step up in, that would be lovely to see. Um, that's the formula for success. If you can get 20 out of your three main stars and then get some help from the supporting cast, get some rebounds, stop, don't allow second chance points. That's the formula to beat this team. Also, you gotta, you gotta clean the glass. You have to clean the glass on um against um the pelicans you can't allow them to get second chance points you can't allow um um anthony davis to get those tip outs because he's 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 already up there in height obviously he's almost seven feet tall playing like this when he tips that ball out you got some shooters you got some snipers around that three-point range that are waiting to get that and pull over him deep i mean do i even have to tell you how good Etwan moore is from behind the arc I mean, he's been an established three-point shooter ever since he got in here that's his mo he shoots the rock drew holiday he shoots the rock Nikola Miritich, the last time he saw the Wizards, he was five for nine from three-point range. He shoots the rock. So those guys are definitely loving that 80 is back. And you gotta get, you got to, you gotta keep those guys off the boards and eliminate those second chance points, which is something that the Wizards should definitely seek to do, obviously, because when you can get rebounds and clean the glass and get on transition and get those five on four breaks and three on two breaks, things of that nature, that's when the Wizards thrive. They thrive off of scoring on points off turnovers and they thrive off scoring in the fast break instead of the half court set, which is, you know, that's their thing. That's their thing. So, um, another episode of Locked on Wizards, part of the Locked on Network, your daily news from local experts. It's been your boy, Quinn Mayo. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Wizards. Also, check us out on, that's say Instagram? Check us out on Instagram as well. I'm TOQM underscore Becca MVP, my co-host. She'll be back soon. Until next time, 
We'll see you soon. DC family. I'm out of here. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.